Hey there, seasoned athletes. I'm Robin Leggett, and this is episode 16 of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. This is your home for inspiring stories and motivational advice from elite athletes from a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We're here to prove one story at a time that age does not have to prevent you from achieving your bold athletic and fitness goals. To learn more about this podcast and see show notes from this or any episode, visit seasonedathlete.me. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Those of you who listened to last week's episode likely recall me mentioning that last week's guest, Daphne Belt, was my oldest to date. Well, Daphne will now be passing her oldest guest on the Seasoned Athlete Podcast honors to today's main interview guest, runner Dottie Gray. But first... Let's get to know this week's Everyday Seasoned Athlete. The Everyday Seasoned Athlete segment is where we share firsthand stories from athletes who are over age 40 and represent a wide variety of backgrounds and athletic experience. My goal through the stories these athletes share in their own words is to inspire you to get out and try something new. Let's meet this week's Everyday Seasoned Athlete, Chris Love. My name is Chris Love, and I just turned 46 years old, and I'm an obstacle course racer. And less than two days from when I'm recording this, I will earn my first degree karate black belt. As a youth, I grew up on football and played all the way through college. I was fortunate enough to walk on to the North Carolina State football team and become the team's long snapper. As I stepped off the field in that last game, I assumed my athletic career was over. Fast forward 20 years, and I'm looking around to try to find something to help me get back into shape. My stepdaughter had started taking karate and it just looked like a lot of fun, a lot more fun than going to the gym and just lifting weights. So on my 42nd birthday, I made the plunge and stepped onto the mat for that first night. Now, four years later, I'll be stepping on the mat to earn that first degree black belt. But that's not the end of the story. I was overweight. I just didn't know how much. In December of 2014, I just happened to have a car wreck. The next morning, I went to the doctor just to make sure I was okay. And of course, they weigh you. And that's when I found out I was 272 pounds, more than I'd ever weighed in my entire life. And a big explanation of why I did not feel as well as I felt I should. I went on a mission to lose the weight and get back to 200 pounds. Over 108 days, I was able to drop 66 pounds. And soon after, started looking for something else to do besides karate. My stepson, wanted to get into running 5Ks and possibly join the cross-country team at the high school. I decided to run with him, so I signed us up for a 5K race not far from the house. Little did I realize it was an obstacle course race, but AJ and I had a blast that day, and I was hooked on what obstacle course racing is. A few weeks later, I just happened to find the Spartan docudrama flipping through the channels and said, that's what I want to do. That's fall. I did a Tough Mudder with one of my karate instructors, and then a month later, finally got to do a Spartan race at Citizens Bank Park. And I knew right then and there, Spartan racing is where I needed to be. Since then, I've run 15 Spartan races, many of them as an elite heat racer. And while I'm chasing the master's podium, I haven't quite got there yet, but I'm not giving up. I want my story to inspire people who are over 40 and just people who in general who have not yet gotten off the couch. I want you to believe in yourself and find that inner athlete and go achieve things that you never dreamed possible. 
you will find new depth to your life and you will enjoy everything even more. And you will be able to live a healthy and active lifestyle much longer. And I love the stories here on The Season Athlete because they are all inspirational in one facet or another. And I hope my story is inspirational to you as well. If you see me at a race, I'm normally wearing a t-shirt with the Normal Fat Guy logo on it. Come up to me and say hi. I would love to tell you more about the story and hear yours as well. If you'd like to tell your everyday seasoned athlete story in a future episode, visit seasonedathlete.me slash everyday and tell us a little bit about yourself. And now it's time to meet this week's featured seasoned athlete, a woman who will inspire you to get active if you aren't currently and stay active well into your senior years. Let's meet our new official oldest seasoned athlete to be featured on the show, Dottie Gray. Hi, Dottie. Well, hi. Are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? Yes, I am. I'm ready. You are Dottie Gray, a National Senior Games athlete from St. Louis, Missouri. You're a runner with three decades of experience under your belt, over three decades of experience. You've completed five marathons, including the 100th running of the Boston Marathon, over 35 half marathons, and countless 5 and 10K races. At one point in the 1990s, you ran five races over four states in two weeks. And in 2015, <laughs> you became the first person over 90 to complete a 5,000-meter race, which should give our listeners a bit of a hint on your age. Is there anything vital personally, professionally, or from your athletic life that you'd like to take a really quick moment to fill in? Oh, well, um, I am 92 right now. And uh, I've been running since I was uh, 54. But and I tell everyone, it's very good to be active and keep moving. And I tell you, um, it really makes you feel better and stronger. So um, if you haven't done anything, if you're just sitting around watching TV, I think you should get up and start moving. Absolutely. Just plug this podcast into your phone. Listen to it while you're out and running. So don't sit around and listen to this podcast. Use it as something to listen to while you get out and run. I completely agree with you, Dottie, and thank you for saying that. So I know you, you said your age, but I always ask this question in every podcast, so I'm going to ask it to you as well. What is your age at this moment in time? Go ahead and say it again proudly. Yes, I was 92 on June the 14th, which was Flag Day. Oh, that's wonderful. And you are officially my oldest guest so far. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, let's start from the beginning. Uh, what did your early athletic life look like? Did you play sports or were you at all active growing up? No, I uh, had six children and I did run. I was running after them. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't running on purpose. You were just running because six kids will make you run. <laughs> That's right. I really probably didn't know, you know, there wasn't any running that I know of. I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. But I, um, in my neighborhood in Kirkland, Missouri, they started um, a tennis league when I was 44. And I had never had a racket in my hand. But some of my friends, we decided to start, you know, start playing tennis. So there were four of us. We were beginner beginners. And uh, so gradually I moved up. We would move up the ladder every three, every three weeks. Whoever win would go up a little bit higher. And then when I was 54, 10 years later, they started a, um, a running 
uh, it was the Green Tree Festival in Kirkwood, Missouri, and they had a two-mile and a five-mile run. You know, really, uh, actually, I never did do any running except on the court. And um, so some of, a couple of my friends, we started and we entered the two-mile run. I had a track about two and a half blocks um, near my home. It was a Kirkwood Junior High, had a Cinders track. So I went over there and started running. Well, I ran around maybe once around the track, and then I gradually I'd go back every couple of days and, and decrease it until I got to um, two miles. That was eight times around the track. So I entered the two-mile run. After I ran it, I went home. I had children at home, and I got a phone call from my friend that I had run with, and she said, Dottie, get back over to the visitors to the center. You won in your age group. <laughs> so I just dropped everything and, and told my family I'd be back in a little while, and I won my first trophy. In your very first race? In my first race that I ever, and it was just a two-mile. Well, then I got all excited, and I started running, and I would enter, you know, that was the only two-mile I ever did. And then I had to build myself up, and uh, which I did right away, and that was in September, and I just entered another race, and I kept racing ever since. So I do have a lot of trophies and plaques and ribbons <laughs> and everything now. I've run over probably a 1,000 runs since then. Where do you keep all the trophies? You, do you even have room in your house for all of that? Well, when I was, when I was living in, a, in my home, I had... You wouldn't believe this. When I, I I moved into this place, they had all these shows up to the ceiling, you know, all the way up the wall in the family room and in my, I guess, in, in my living room. You wouldn't believe these shelves they had, so I just put them on the shelf. Now, when I moved, I'm over in an apartment now at Aberdeen Heights, which is a, uh, it's a facility. It's a beautiful place here for seniors. And uh, they're, I hate to tell you, but they're all in, I have them here. But they're all, most of them, I have some in my apartment in the living room and the bedroom, but most of them are in boxes, boxes and boxes and boxes. So many boxes. No place to put them here, you know. But I have them all on pictures. I have my, my, one of my daughters took all the pictures of the shelves and, you know, a big tall frame. It's really nice. And so lots of the trophies are shown. Yeah. Hundreds of them. You get to keep your favorite ones and show them. Yeah, right, yeah. And since I've been here, they don't really give, I've only done two races since I've been here that they actually gave a trophy. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know where to put them. Right. But I have all the medals. I got a big stack of medals here that, that I just piling up on top of <laughs> each other, you know. <laughs> What I love about this is that it all started with a two-mile run that you, you did on a whim and you trained yourself for. You just went out on that track and just started gradually running more and more at the age of 54, which many people would think is way too late, but it's really not. And so you started then and you, yeah, you just worked your way up and then you did this race and went home and called it a day. And then they told you you won your age group. Yeah, that was really something. I told my family, I said, I have to. 
I have to go. I'll be back. But I won in my age group. Yeah, that's really exciting. I hope you had a big celebration that day. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> you probably did. So what made you fall in love with running? Well, I um, I had played tennis, so I was used to doing, you know, running a little bit. And um, I always felt so good that I knew it was going to be good for me, which it definitely was because I'm very active now and I'm still just never stopped so I'm still going you know not as fast as I was <laughs> but I was doing an eight minute mile when I was doing when I was 54 and you know but I'm still you know moving really pretty good you know yeah and there's probably a lot of your colleagues and friends that don't move quite as well as you can oh no no that's true that speaks to how beneficial it is to whether it's running as a sport or just staying active, but the benefits of starting to be active at any age and continuing to be active as you get older, the benefits are really clear. Sure. And I always say it's never too late to start. (laughs) I prove that. And you, you speak to that, you know, you started playing tennis. I'm 42 years old. So you were a couple years older than me now when you took up tennis for fun and then you were, you know, 12 years older than me when you took up running and so it really it really is never too late and I and that's the message I like to send in this show is that through through the athletes I get to talk to constantly proving that it's it's never too late to start and the benefits that come from being active at any age and as you get older so I'm really glad that I'm getting to talk to you today about that yes what was the oldest person that you have interviewed the oldest person that I've interviewed so far is 78 we have skipped an entire decade to get to you Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully, some eighty, eighty somethings will come out of the woodwork and feel okay to talk to me now that we've talked to you. But you're definitely you set records wherever you go, and you're setting a record here with me today. Well, thank you. But I do get those people say that I really inspire them to keep going, you know, and that exercising. You know, it's good for them. Yeah. So tell me about the senior games. What are the senior games and how did you get into them? Well, um, you know, when I was running, I would always get farms and everything. And, and I, uh, the first year that I, I got the farms, I thought, oh, I'm going to do them. So I filled out the farm and everything. And at the bottom it says, you must be 55 by the, t- the first game the first games and that one they were always in may in the st louis senior olympics and so i couldn't i was only 54 so you we weren't quite old enough to compete yet i was one year i was three weeks short oh. of being yeah i was my birthday was in june and the games had started the end of may so if my birthday would have been earlier i could have done it that first year but anyway, then I, every year after, I waited till the next year to enter the senior games, but I did other, you know, other races in the meantime. So I really started running when I was 54. 
but the senior one thinks it was 55. And then later, I don't know how many years later, but they did lower the, the age to 50. So now I, I'm pretty sure if you're 50, you can get into the uh, senior games, you know, the national senior games. And you were thinking, why why didn't you do this when I wanted to join? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. In fact, I run. I don't run against people. I don't run against women 90 because I say I'm 92. And my age group would be like 90 to 94, which is in the senior games. So I'm always running against the 70-year-olds. <laughs> Are you talking about in your regular races that you do or in the senior games? Regular races, right. you know. I was just going to ask what makes the senior games different. So it's is it the ages of the people you're competing against? They go up to 90, uh, I think 90, 94. I think if no matter what age you are, I in the senior games you would have an age group, but not in the in, in the regular games in the neighborhood or where or any place. When I go out of town, there's just, my daughter was up east and there's a run up there and they have it 80 and over. Oh, that's the upper, just 80 and over. Yeah. And they just put one, they just in St. Louis, I don't remember which one it was, just put in the last month or a couple months in 80 and over. Well, I'm 90 and there is, there was never anybody that many in the 80s. Now there's people in the 80s, so I still don't have my age group. Yeah, well, you're a pioneer. So I'm wondering if years down the line, more and more people in their 90s will be running and they'll have to put that age group in at some point. Well, I'll be 100 and something. And then you have to ask for that age group, but you're always leading the way. Yeah, but but not. I don't quite make it, though, because I know. they just put in the 80 and I'm 90, you know. Anyway, I enjoy running and I and I do like to compete even, you know, you know, nobody's making me run. I just enjoy running so I still race. Yeah. I would imagine at age 92, no one's going to make you do anything, especially running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what types of events do you do at the senior games like what types of running or what what are the lengths of the races oh in the senior games i do when i go in fact i'm going october I'm, i go to the senior games and i do all, all the track i'm, I'm signed up for I, every year every every time i do the senior games i've always done if they have a 50 very few people do i do the 100 200 400 800 1500 and the 5k now at one time i did the 10k and the 5k that was one of the first ones but i don't do the t- i don't do any 10ks now i'm only running the longest run would be a 5k 5k but you're still doing it you're still crushing those 5ks <laughs> <laughs> they're not as easy Sure, sure but you're doing it and that's amazing thank you how often do you currently run just for fun and how often do you do races now? Okay, where I lived, we have a wonderful, it's, it's a huge complex. This is the, uh, and I go around, oh, at least three times a week or, or four around the complex three times. And I, and I still don't know exactly how far it is. But it's um, it's it's over. I don't I don't think it's a five k, but it's it's almost two miles or something. When I go around three times, I I get out every day almost, and I go to exercise class here on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
every week, but it's not a strenuous one. It's kind of like a sit down is for older people. Sure, sure. But we do move for for an hour. We move our legs, our arms, and oh, over heads and everything. And so I exercise almost every day of the week, but not running. My it's more of a jog now. <laughs> you yeah. know, I always say I'm going jogging. <laughs> it's a little faster than a walk, but but not as fast as running. I save that for the weekend when I, I try to race most every weekend. You do? I do. If, if I find one and I have a friend, I'm not driving now. Gave that up when I came here, or my kids gave it up for me. <laughs> but uh, And she'll take me to the runs, and she's a younger person. So are you doing and primarily like 5K or shorter races? Right, yeah, right. And they're, they're almost all 5Ks that I do. Because uh, they don't have too many, ex, uh, let's see, the sen- senior games, when when I do the, um, like, 100, 200, 400. So those those shorter events you tend to do with the, at events like the senior games, but for the weekend races, it's usually 5K because that's the most common length. That's right. And the senior games, you run every day for, you know. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it is helpful for you to stay as active as you are to train for something like that. Right. So first of all, before I get to the next question, I just want to say that I I just think it's amazing that you're getting out and running races every weekend because there's people who are half your age. There's people who are younger than half your age that aren't remotely doing that or are intimidated to do that. And so it's just, it's so great to hear that at 92, you're still getting out and you're running races and you're loving it. And it's got to be just so incredibly inspiring to everybody that sees you out there. You know, they tell me that I inspire them. (laughs) Yes. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm doing it, you know, encouraging people to exercise because that's, you know, it's just so important. And there's so many people that don't do anything, like you say. Yeah. And it really pays off. It really really pays off as you get older, the more you exercise and the more active you are, it absolutely pays off. And we're, we're seeing this in you and how you live your life right now. Right. So let's talk about the entirety of your competitive career, your running career, your racing career. And this is going to be a really loaded question that you may not know the answer to. Do you have any idea how many races you've done over the years? Well, no. And that's okay because you've done a lot. And I should have, and I'm always sorry that I didn't keep track. I got, I got all the, I have all the papers. I never oh, yeah. threw any way. I got boxes of papers of the, of the, uh, runs, you know, the, um, entry forms. I got copies of them. That's so great. I should someday take the time. <laughs> yeah. You should have one of your kids do it. If there's 52 weeks in a year, I may miss a couple, but I do, oh, you know. So there's probably no less than like 45 races a year, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And and year after year after year. <laughs> so listeners, y'all can do the math. Well, maybe someday when I have, <laughs> I will do it or get one of my kids to help me. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good job for one of your kids. Yeah. So can you take us back to your worst or hardest or most difficult race? Do you remember? Oh, I just did it. And really? I've done it every year. For uh, it's the um, it's and it's, it's would you believe it? It's part of the senior games in the, the senior Olympics in May. I um, every year we would do the all the track and the, and they'd have the first. I think the first one they would have would be the 10k, and then they'd have the track, and then they'd do the 5k, and they'd have it in May. Well, some years ago, 
They couldn't do it when they were supposed to, but they did the 5K run that they always had every year, and it's in it's in uh, September, which I just did, and it is the most, and they say it's the most, they advertise that it's the most challenging race ever, and it is. Why so? Why, why is it the most challenging race? Because you start up a hill, you go a little, and you're not going to, you think you're going to turn the corner and go down, or you go up another hill, and then all through the race, there's hills. It's, it's just awful, and I mean, it's really very difficult race, and they don't have the, you know, it was on it was on um, Labor Day. It's the Labor Day run that the Jewish Community Center always had, and they use that as the 5K and 10K. And do you know they, the the attendance is not as great as any of the other runs because people they do it once and they say I'm not going to do. It. <laughs> I, I say that every year I'm not going to do it next year. And this year I said it, and I'm going to mean it. But I, I'm telling you, I finished it, but just barely, you know. I mean, I really, it was very, very difficult this year. And how many years have you done this race that you don't like? Well, I, you know, that's another thing I want to figure out. If I ever get to go through my papers, um, I do it. I, I think I've done it every year, and it wasn't so, you know, it wasn't that difficult when I was younger. Yeah. But I think I've done it just every. I don't know if I've ever actually missed it because I, I, you know, I'll let you. I'll call you sometime, Rob, <laughs> and let you know. <laughs> okay. And what kept bringing you back to this race, even though it's such a hard race? Because it's part of the senior games, and you know, the senior games always. You know, a race can be now, you know, 30 hours or something like that. A couple of them are maybe 25. But the senior games, you pay a hundred and something, over a hundred dollars for the whole, you know, senior games. That's, you can do anything. You can, I could do, I wouldn't have to just do running. I could do, you know, bicycling or swimming or anything I wanted to do. But it's it's about a hundred and thirty something dollars, maybe hundred and thirty four, and that's already paid for when it comes to be September for the Labor Day run. And so, of course, I have my money's worth. Yes. <laughs> and, and I have friends that I go with and do. You know, so I just go. Yeah. I'm not. I definitely don't intend. I'll I'll enter the games and do the track, but I don't think I'll do the 5K next year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We, you know, a year is a while away and, you know, you can change your mind. Yeah. So on the other side, tell me about your favorite race. What's your favorite race of all? Well, I used to say that the Falmouth Road Race, is the course is up in Falmouth, Maine, just down with Maine, mm-hmm. and it's the course is so beautiful. It's a 10K, so I haven't, I haven't done it the last couple of years, but that was always my favorite race, and the people and it's just wonderful, you know. Yeah. So is it is it the people in the race? Is it the views? Like what makes it your favorite? Oh yeah. Well, the course is just it's just and then one part of it is on the ocean is right there. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and you go through the woods. You go through with it. Oh, you know, it's a 10K at 6.2 miles. And it sounds like it has a little bit of everything. Like you've got the, you've got the ocean, you've got the woods, you've, you, you know, when, when it comes to nature, you got a little bit of everything. So you mentioned that you, you still run and you still run almost every day. 
but you say that you run a little bit slower now and you, you, you work out, but you kind of go low impact. You know, what types of, what types of things do you have to keep in mind as a 92 year old to stay active? But you know, it's, it sounds like slowing down is one of the things that, that you have to do. Is there anything else when it comes to your training, your health that has changed for you in your 90s that you have to kind of keep in mind while you still get out and run? Well, I'm, I'm going to keep running and, and being active as long as I can, and I feel really good. I don't get tired. Right. And um, so that's a benefit. That's a great benefit. Yeah. And it sounds like just listening to your body, you, you know, your pace isn't as fast, so you just have to kind of pay attention to how fast you're able to run, but it sounds like everything else is great for you. Uh-huh. It is. I love that. So tell me more about some of the health benefits that you've been able to enjoy as a result of, of living the active life that you live. Well, I have never been on a medication in my whole life that really? I took maybe something, you know, if I had a pain or something and they gave me something, but I, but I don't take any medication. That is amazing. The only, I've only had, I don't get, I'm, I, I better not, I better knock on wood here. I don't get headaches. I feel great. What else do people do? <laughs> you don't even know what it's like to not be healthy. <laughs> From the, from the way it sounds like. But what else, what what happens to people when they get older? Because it's not happening to me. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I just don't have any, any, any problems, you know. Oh, that's so great. And it's, you know, people listening might just be astounded by that because, you know, I know I've had health problems and I'm in my 40s and I'm very active, but that's why I seek to be even more active now to prevent future health problems. But Anyone listening that that has struggled with with health issues or struggled with the idea of being active, and if that's for them, all they need to do is listen to you, because you're you're the mo- <laughs> you're a model of a healthy life at 92 years old, and you're just out there running every day. It's so great. I, I just thank God. I mean, I'm very fortunate too. I just you know, they're just fortunate that I don't have those problems. But I guess it's because of what I do. You know. Yeah. We all play an active role in our health. I eat good. I eat a lot of vegetables and fruit, and I don't. I don't. I I eat fish and chicken, but I don't eat a lot of, of, of meat. Sometimes I'll have pork, but I haven't. I guess I, I just don't eat beef. Yeah. So I meet people who are much younger than you who tell me that they could never run. I even once said that about myself. I I used to, you know, maybe five years ago, say like, no way, I'm never going to run. I'm thankful that I have changed my mind on that. And I do run now. I'm glad you did. Thank you. (laughs) I am too. I am too. What advice do you have for people who claim they could never do what you do? I mean, some people say, well, you know, I I run, well, I jog around here, you know, three times. And they say, well, I couldn't even, well, I can't even walk. They'll say from here to there, you know, they'll point to something. I, I, I maybe... You know, maybe they can't. Maybe it's you know, I I don't know. What what would what would you tell them to try? Well, just to keep moving. I mean, uh, you know, you can't tell somebody to do something. Sure. <laughs> can't, but but I but they they all my I have many many friends here, and they know what to do, and they think it's great. You know. Yeah. And I say, well, as long as I can do it, you know, do it. That's what I'm going to do. 
love that. And that's actually was going to be my next question. Do you ever plan to hang up your running shoes and call it a day? No, not at the present. Good for you. And I don't think you should. I think if your body wants to run, if your body can do it, why not do it? That's right. So before we go, Dottie, do you have one parting piece of wisdom that you've learned in your competitive journey that you would like to share with our listeners? If you're friendly and happy and do what you like to do and just, you know, just do it. (laughs) It's really simple. I, you know, what I love about talking to you, Dottie, is you keep everything just, you're, you're very matter of fact. You're not coming up with these flowery statements. You're just like, you know what, if it makes you happy, just do it. Because that's, that sounds like that's how you live. Yes. And you know, some people, I realize some people, you know, they, they have pain and they, and they don't move a lot because they can't do it, you know, and it's just sad, but I've been fortunate. Yes, you have. And you've worked hard as well. Well, yes. But you and, you and hopefully those people listening can hear your story that, you know, you're 92. You admit that, you know, you move a little slower than you used to and you have to go lower impact with your exercise, but you keep moving. And I think a good lesson to learn from that is that no matter where we are at any level, there's something we can do to be active and to move. And it may not be running marathons, you know, it may not even be running 5Ks, but there's always something we can do. And I think that's, that's a big thing that people can learn from you. Mm -hmm. I hope so. (laughs) And I hope they do. I hope they do too. Well, Dottie, thank you so much for being on the seasoned athlete podcast and being my official oldest guest so far. I guess we never know, but at this moment, you know, you you hold a record in the seasoned athlete record book. You're definitely an inspiration to me and anyone who's ever laced up a pair of running shoes. So I really hope that you keep on running and I look forward to following you as as you continue to get older and continue to run. Well, thank you so much. I you know, I appreciate that. All right, seasoned athletes, before we go, here are my top three takeaways from Dottie Gray. Number one, it's never too late to start. Dottie is 92 years old and runs 5K races almost every weekend. But in her 30s and 40s, she only ran to chase around her six kids. Dottie is proof that it is indeed never too late to start playing a sport and getting active. Number two, it's okay to slow down. As Dottie gets older, she understands that her body can't always run the distances that she used to run. She doesn't do 10Ks anymore and admits that her runs are more like jogs these days. Dottie has learned that it's okay to slow down as long as you stay true to the number three top takeaway, which is keep moving. At 92 years old, Dottie is in incredible health. She has never been on any major medications. She's active, she exercises, and she runs multiple days a week. She always keeps moving, and that has kept her healthy into her 90s. Thanks again to the inspiring and delightful Dottie Gray. Thank you for listening to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. The music you heard on this episode is from bensound.com. All right, friends, I have a really big favor to ask. I need your help to get the word out about Seasoned Athlete. How can you do that? It's really easy. Just share. Share it with your friends, your family, your network, or anyone you think might benefit from the stories told by the incredible athletes featured on this show. Send out an email, share on social media, or sing our praises from the mountaintops. The more you talk about Seasoned Athlete, the more people we can reach, inspire, and motivate through this show. 
Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your help. And while you're at it, follow us on social, Seasoned Athlete Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And hey, do you know someone who would make a great guest on this show? Shoot us an email, seasonedathlete at gmail.com and tell us all about them. Or if it's you, tell us all about yourself. Now go out there and embrace your extraordinary, my fellow seasoned athletes, because you know what? You so can.